1: All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about prepping fails. Um, Basically, you know, we're going to kind of dig in where you might be weak and where, you know, things might fall short. And, you know, sometimes it's too late to react after the fact. You know, the big thing that everybody's seeing now is uh, with this big coronavirus is toilet paper. Um, Holy cow, you go anywhere and there's no toilet paper. Um, It depends where you live. I mean, some communities you might be, you know, a little better off. If you're in a community that hasn't been affected yet, you might want to jump on it and, uh, you know, mail Kevin some so he doesn't get stuck. You know, Kevin's using dryer sheets, so... Yeah, <laughs> they're all out here, man. They closed uh, schools.
2: They shut down any groups more than fifty getting together. The college is out, telling people to telecommunic telecom to work. Um, yeah,
1: and yeah. the toilet paper aisle is empty, empty. Um, and- I-, I did go to Sam's Club the other day, and uh, definitely they had their generic version which is like the like super soft thick stuff that uh uh, you know that i don't know
2: that breaks apart
1: yeah i i don't really go for that just because my kids all clog the toilets when i do that so because they have no discipline whether it's scott that's super thin or if it's the super thick stuff they use a freaking half a roll either way but so, yeah, well,
2: you know, I don't understand this because honestly, with this, with the situation that's going on with the coronavirus right now, two things that aren't going to happen is the power's not going to go out and the water's not going to stop running. Or shit the shower, it? just shit the
1: shower, man. That—that's what you do.
2: Uh-huh. wipe with your hand and wash your hands afterwards.
1: Washing is Come always a good, a good thing. Um, maybe the guy with the bidet. Is looking mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah. right now. Pretty smart now, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Now you're seeing it. Um, the bidet might be the uh the future here. Um yeah. you know that's what we saw, like Venezuela and all these places. You know, the one of the first things to go was the toilet paper. Um, mm-hmm. it is amazing in America that we run out of toilet paper before food, but who knew, you know? Toilet right. paper's are be high fat. You're just fat and dirty. Mm. Yeah, so I mean that's a plus that's a plus Now, so let's talk about so this is one of the things. so the coronavirus has people scared and, and thinking um, honestly, more than being worried about getting sick, I worry about the small businesses and the people who are on the the two or week two or three week budget kind of thing where right. if they're not getting their you know money back, in two weeks they go out of business and Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people and a lot of small businesses right on that line, you know? And I feel like that could really be an issue. That's more where my fear is, you know, how many people are dependent on, you know, the smaller businesses, you know, when they say, uh, actually my wife does, uh, like flower garden kind of stuff, farm, And so she has a bunch of friends who have flower farms and one of the local uh, farms uh, that she's friends with does 70% of their flower sales is Marriott hotels and Mm -hmm. Marriott hotels in the state that we're in just canceled all their like extra expenses like that. And they said, you know, indefinitely till things start turning around. And she was talking to the the guy there and he said that they had $300,000 in cancellations in one day. And that's a big thing, you know, and a lot of it was like events and that kind of thing, you know, weddings and parties and all the stuff. He's like, but we're trimming everything we can. Now, that's probably not going to cripple Marriott Hotels, but is it going to cripple the small farmer guy who's like, right. oh, shit. I don't have a market and, you know, who's buying flowers now? So when you cripple all these little guys, but then think about it like this. When you have a big company like I work at, I'm not worried about the demand going away. I happen to, you know, have a pretty uh, viable uh, company that I work for where even if most of our customers dried up, we kind of have standing orders that will buy anything you make. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of, doesn't even matter. We can just keep selling, but here's where it falls apart. What happens if we, one of the small components of what we produce, if one of those companies stops building their part or they go out of business because they're worried about their margins or they have another supplier who can't produce or take care of all of a sudden it just takes one part of, you know, a big piece And all of a sudden, we can't produce anymore. If we can't produce, we can't make any money. People stop getting paid. And when it's the whole world kind of on edge like this, and it's such a delicate system, people don't really realize how delicate of a system that it is out there. And something like this can really uh, cripple it.
2: Yeah. Now, there is a couple of benefits going on with this whole situation, you know? All right. This is. This is uh, this is kind of a practice run, in a sense, for a lot of us. Um, you know, I know a lot of you guys are, are you know, myself, yesterday, I, I realized that I was uh, awfully short on flashlights, you know, going through all my gear and seeing what I have and don't have, you know, getting ready for stuff and realizing that, you know, there's a couple of things I'm missing, you know. And yes. that's it's a great time to have a couple of things missing. You know. Yes, exactly. uh, some of the people that I talked to were talking about the uh um <clears throat> with the SARS disease. Yes. It had a 20% fatality rate. And it didn't but it didn't spread as fast as the COVID does. Right. There there is very likely chance that we're going to get some sort of a uh thing like SARS with a high mortality rate that's gonna spread just as fast. So this is like a really you know, this is a warm up for for a real potential threat, you know?
1: Yeah. Well I actually had like a, a really funny uh, joke about COVID nineteen and uh-huh. I was gonna tell you, but you wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See what I did there. That is
2: the worst joke I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Oh, I thought that was genius. That is terrible. That's yeah, terrible. I now, my I... wife, my wife is a little bit wound up about this. Uh, All right, what's
1: what's going on life? there?
2: Well, she, you know, right now the whole area that I'm in is really, uh, you know, really freaking out. So, she actually asked me last night. She's like, um, "Do you do you think you have enough ammo?" Oh, I was like. No, as a matter of fact, I do not. That is no matter extensive. how much I have, it's never enough. But never that's enough. like, she was kind of implying, maybe I need to go out and buy, buy a few boxes.
1: So now the 50-gallon the drum of 556 is on its way to your house? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling so I'm, me? I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, be making some trips around town,
2: stopping off at, at uh, you know, some of the local, uh, local shops and checking in with them, seeing what's yeah. what.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you want to be ahead of the curve. You know, if you're always ahead of the curve, you don't have to worry. Like I got to say in the prepper world, we were seeing memes and all kinds of jokes and stuff on the internet about toilet paper shortages and people being like, oh my God, long before most communities were actually seeing a toilet paper shortage. Um, Honestly, in the groups and stuff that we all belong to, you're kind of getting a sneak preview because we see it first and then, you know, the rest of the world kind of catches on. You know, most right. people I work with don't even know there's a toilet paper shortage yet. And right. when and they go to what, the store.
2: Right. And what's going on is is there are all those regular people out there that are making fun of people stocking up on toilet paper. Right. But I think that's what started it. it. Yep. There's a shortage on toilet paper. I better get some. So yes. everybody that's that's you know that's not into prepping that's not into anything is thinking, well, I better get some since there's a shortage. Better a get, shortage. get mine, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's it,
2: which is that's, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. but I think it's like one of those self fulfilling prophecies, you know. Exactly. And that's the thing, though. How many times have you guys heard me say about toilet paper? Well. You know who's freaking king of the world right now? This guy. You know, (sighs) I I can have that shit. I I could set up like a little farm stand out front of my house and sell toilet paper for ten dollars a roll. And people are like, hey, hey, I'll take one. And they'll be like, that's like a lot of chuck. Right. That sounds like a lot, ten dollars. And I'll be like, a thousand sheets, motherfucker. And (sighs) then oh yeah, now I'm looking pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, a thousand
2: sheets doesn't go very far if you have women in the house. I don't know what the fuck they do with it, man.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, it's bad. They and then the same thing, like how many times have you heard me talk about the water bob? Um right. to me, I don't see how this scenario plays out where people don't have water. Um, I, I think that infrastructure idea of that collapsing is pretty far away. I mean I, I kind of a little fearful of some kind of depression type thing where businesses aren't able to keep going and it kind of spiraling where people aren't earning money, but I feel like it's worldwide, you know, Right, Right. we're having this, it's a world thing. Um, but you know, that's really my only concern with what I see going on. I am washing my hands, but aside of that, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, you know, the old lady, Hey, if you see toilet paper on sale, you know, go ahead, buy it. I don't think it's on, it sale, ain't on
2: sale now, <laughs>
1: but for sale, you know, for go sale. ahead and buy it. No problem. You know, that's, that's fine. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause now I'm like, yeah, I'm good for six months, but shit, mm. I don't know where we're going to be in six months now. You know, it, right. it's, it's spiraling out of control. Cause here's the thing. Once toilet paper gets back on the shelves, you don't think people are gonna start buying extra rolls? Right. You don't think people are gonna be like, well, that shit ain't gonna happen to me again. Yeah. I, I
2: exactly. imagine
1: that kind of thing is gonna play out.
2: Yeah. So it's and gonna a take
1: pers- a little while.
2: Yeah, a person is smart, but people are dumb as fuck.
1: Yeah, they are. No, that that sounds right. Um, so that's kind of what really sparked the idea for this podcast is we started seeing, man, just like one little mistake and things can, you know, spiral out of control. And I mean this this podcast episode. But in a way, that's really what sparked this podcast altogether, you know, where being in the military, we've gone overseas and seen different, you know, things where normal all of a sudden turns into something else, you know, right. and it doesn't take much for normal to slip away. And that's one of the things. I mean, that's why we prepare. That's why when I saw all these other countries and I'm like, man, you know, they had everything that we have for just as long as we had. I mean, nobody had everything America has, but they had it pretty good. And then they'll spiral into something just devastated. And, you know, 10 years of devastated could be a lot easier if you tucked away some extra things or planned some extra money or, you know, prepared a little bit. That's where, you know, things uh, things can escalate. Um, so you got to be careful and you got to realize, you know, that your preps, you got to, one, I, I think you had mentioned uh, to me earlier that prepping for the right thing, you know, or yeah, the most that's- likely. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, talk about that a little bit. All
2: right. Well, I mean, if you're pre- if you're prepping for uh uh you know nuclear war or um, you know an EMP that stuff can be a little bit overwhelming. But if you live in California and you haven't prepared at all for an earthquake, you're prepping for the wrong thing. If yeah. you haven't prepared for being out of out of work for 2 weeks, you're prepping for the wrong thing, you know? You if live in Puerto
1: in- Rico or yeah. Florida.
2: Uh-huh.
1: The Gulf and of Mexico. you're not ready
2: for a hurricane. You're not you're not getting ready for the right thing yeah so a lot of that stuff is i i see a lot of people that have uh you know they have you know a, a stockpile of uh firearms and ammunition and they're all set but they don't have a fucking snow shovel when it snows you know that's not prepared that's not prepared so i mean I, there's no reason to waste your money on a bunch of useless shit that you're not going to use if you don't have the stuff you're going to need you know, when, when a real minor emergency
1: happens. Yeah. So And that's, that's, you know, that's another big mistake, you know, that people really, you know, let, get away from them, you know, they, or they, they have a little bit, but it turns out that little isn't a much, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of you who are like, yeah, Chuck's kind of crazy, but you know what? Just because he said that, I'm gonna throw a six roll pack of toilet paper in the closet, so I have an extra one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, all right, that buys you another two weeks or something. But then what? You know, because I bet right. you, you're still crying about toilet paper in two weeks. I bet you're right. I, I'm guessing it's a little bit more. Yeah, there's about there's about eight people in your
2: community that just have closets full of toilet paper. Yeah, they do. And they were the ones that started the run. They just filled their closet. Yeah. Don't have any canned food.
1: No canned food. (laughs) Yeah. Right now, would you trade canned food for toilet paper? Maybe you would.
2: Maybe you would. See, now I'm
1: looking pretty genius.
2: (laughs) We're we're going to call this the
1: the toilet paper episode. I know. I know, man.
2: And it's 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 not it's not funny because there is n- literally no toilet paper in my grocery store.
1: It's not Which unbelievable.
2: Makes it Which makes it funny. Not being funny is, is why it's funny, because it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Wipe yes. with your hand.
1: Kevin, you should to shower, alright? You just keep on that. Shower. All right. My my next uh, big prepper
2: mistake is not okay. rotating the stock Huge. Um, now that's that's really a big deal i think a lot of people get like that you know 25 years supply of food and stick it on the shelf uh but when you open that food up and you eat it you realize that that it's not actually 25 years worth of food because what? because a week is a day's worth of worth of food you know it's yeah. kind of ridiculous and It tastes like shit. You're not going to want to eat that freeze-dried garbage because it tastes terrible. Stock up on the food that you use. Stock up on pasta, pasta sauce, rice, beans, and eat pasta, pasta sauce, rice, beans. Eat that stuff. Rotate it through. Rotate through it. Yeah. And If you're not checking your preps, Things can go to, go to you know, just go straight to trash if you're not paying attention. You that, could get that open be, that box up and realize that a mice chewed a hole in the back of that box and it has been eating everything for the past, you know, year and a half. And now it's or, all ruined.
1: what happens if the mouse gets in the toilet paper? What you then? know? What then what then? are you going to do? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now that's hey, it. Uh, Critters, not keeping your stuff secure, that's a big thing, Right. Or maybe I, you're the gun guy and you have 5,000 guns and your house gets broken into and stolen and all your shit's gone.
2: Yeah, I had a friend of mine that uh, that was a gun collector. And when people know about that, that's valuable shit on the black market.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, all his stuff was gone. He came home from work one day and his back door was kicked in and all his guns were gone. And, you know, they never really did catch who did it. They know who did it. You know, it's a small community. They know who did it, but they did, They never got charged with anything.
1: Right. You got to prove it. You got to find it. And mm-hmm. now nah, it can definitely spiral out of control. So, you know, loose lips sink ships. We'll put that maybe somewhere around four mm-hmm. or five on uh, Big yeah. Prepper Fails, right? Uh-huh. Telling everybody. You know, how many of us are like, oh, you know, you have a friend where they're like, hey, I know whose house I'm going to, right? We've talked about right, that. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I you, know, know you don't going. want to be that guy unless you're trying to build an army. Now, if you have enough guns and farmland to support an army, then maybe that's the right answer. Yeah. Right. Be like, yeah, buddy, come on over, you know? Yeah.
2: Now, number four, number five, uh, counting on supplies instead of skills. Now I'm going to combine that with, with number six, okay, uh, counting on skills me. instead of supplies. It takes a mix of both of those, those to, to really, uh, to really keep your, your shit together. Right. Know how to use your gear. There's no reason to have all this shit stocked up in your house and never take it out of its packaging.
1: Yes. I do I saved some new uh flashlights and I actually cause I had bought a bunch way back. You used to be able to buy mag lights at like Walmart for like six forty nine and target when they yeah. were on sale. You oh. could buy the little mag mini light or whatever they call it, but the one that's like seven inches, six inches long mm-hmm. and and whatever. So I bought a bunch and I threw them in the bug out bag and I'm like, yeah, they're extra, whatever. You know, they're a reasonably quality light and having five of those in there. Well, when I went to crack them, they all kind of had like exploded batteries and you know shit like that. I'm Bro- like, wait it, a minute, it. wait, what the hell? Yeah. And I mean, some of these were new in the package, you know, but because I had actually kept them so long. Um uh-huh. so kind of go through your shit. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big thing. What happens when you buy the expensive night vision and you don't use it, you just throw it on the shelf or put it in your EMP bag. And then you go and find out that, uh, oh, I need a special battery that I don't have, or a way to charge it. Unless you actually use and try out your gear, you're not going to mm-hmm. know what you know what the real value and what you're going to miss. You know yeah. what you're going to forget. Um, maybe the wire that connects something is is a piece of shit and it's going to break after two uses. But had you gone out and used your gear you'd know, oh, if I just pick up another wire, I'd be great, you know, that kind right. of stuff. The practical hands-on is a huge fail that everybody kind of seems to fall into one way or another, you know?
2: Yeah, and the opposite is true. I mean, counting on your skills instead of your supplies. I have a friend of mine that I talked to – I was talking to him about uh, about prepping. and yeah. uh, he, said, he said he doesn't store food because he, he is a hunter, and he knows how to get his own food. There's a lot of people that think they're hunters also. And if there's a food shortage, people are gonna be shooting anything they see walking through their backyard and it's gonna be real hard to find something. You know, there's, yes. there's gonna be people hunting without tags. There's gonna be people hunting out of season. Things are, you know, yes. things could go, you know, as far as hunting goes, things could dry up real fast in a, in a bad situation.
1: Oh, that's definitely so, true.
2: You know, just because you're a great hunter and you store meat and you you do all that sort of stuff, if you don't have food stored and set aside, then uh, you know you could be in a jam. So, just putting it out there.
1: No, that that's definitely right. Um, so
2: yeah, yeah. don't. That kind just- of leads me into my next my next one on the list. All right, what Number do you got? Seven, not storing a minimum amount of food and water. Now this stuff can be expensive. You know, I'm not I'm not uh denying that
1: or a space but taker, two, you know.
2: Two yeah, 2 weeks. 2 weeks, 2 weeks, 2 weeks. If you don't have 2 weeks of food and water, then you're not prepping.
1: Yes. And that's it. What happens when they come and quarantine your town? You know, in New York City, we have a uh, or in liberal what is it? Yeah, new Rochelle? Rochelle. New, yeah. yeah. they have uh, where uh, they haven't shut it down, as far as I know, but right. they really don't want you leaving your house. It's that yeah. bad. And businesses
2: are all, all closed except for grocery stores and and convenience stores.
1: Right, and I actually have seen some people have shared to the Facebook group and stuff in their local town where they actually have policemen standing and rationing in the paper in the toilet paper aisle. They actually had a, uh, you know, a cop with an AR standing in the toilet paper aisle, just making sure everyone's keeping the peace, you know, and grabbing one roll or two rolls or whatever the hell they set up. Yeah. And I've heard
2: about fistfights happening in in grocery stores over things.
1: Yeah. No, that's definitely something that's real, you know? And I mean, you think of Black Friday for the good TV but now we're actually seeing people getting rowdy and crazy over stupid shit. Who the hell would ever think you'd be fighting for toilet paper in America? I right, mean, did you see right. that coming? Well, I now, did. It, you guys all know. I've mentioned yeah, it. Chuck paper. has been saying it for
2: years. But, you know, yeah. I, I went down, uh, through the grocery store the other day, and uh, they had just closed schools that very day. Okay. So every parent was getting off of work, running to the grocery store, and clearing it out, I went walk down the uh, canned uh, canned food aisle. The only thing on the shelf was cream of creamed corn. Disgusting. Nobody wants to eat that shit. That's why yeah. that's the only thing left. And you don't want to be the asshole stuck eating cre- creamed uh, cream corn and fucking spinach out of a can.
1: How can that be? You know, how can that be playing out in real life in America? You know, that's crazy. Right. But that's how and. It's almost like, though, just, I, you know, you kind of really nailed it with, the, you know, a person may not be stupid as fuck, but people are stupid yeah. as fuck. And uh-huh. that's that's playing out. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of everyone's worried that, you know, we're not going to have shit. And now they're all going out and buying shit. And all of a sudden there's no shit. You know, that, yeah.
2: that's, that's fucking right.
1: crazy. Uh-huh. So the people that
2: really haven't been paying attention now and then are trying to go to the grocery
1: store now are fucked. Right. There's nothing there. I don't know if you guys remember a while back, I mentioned in passing, it wasn't that big of a deal to America. But when they were having all those EU talks in England, they didn't really have a trade agreement and they were having problems. of their grocery stores not getting a lot of the supplies that come in from other places and we were like hey this is something that could happen this is a real thing and everyone i'm sure a lot of you dismissed it and didn't really do anything to up your you know food storage or things like that but now we're actually running into the same thing but for a different reason you know it's not because of the eu it's because the uh what happened is the um the a lot of the importing and exporting stuff is getting shut down and a lot of countries aren't letting things travel through their country or outside and, and like that. So all of a sudden it becomes a real problem where, you know, people didn't foresee it in any way. And that's something huge, you know, that can really get away from you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how about this one, uh, number uh, number eight? Counting on the power grid. Yes. Uh, right now, that you know, that's not our issue at this moment. But there have been massive power rolling, you know, blackouts, brownouts, uh, power outages in the United States and other countries, where entire you know sections of the country were were out of power. You know, you can't charge up your your cell phone. You know, that's that's a big thing right there. Cell yeah. phones are a really useful, useful tool when it comes to prepping. But if you can't charge it up, then, you know, and you can't get online because your, you know, your power's out and your router's not working, then it's, you know, it's a
1: piece of shit, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, then it, it gets wiped out. Another thing we're seeing now is think about, I mean, power, how many things are we dependent on? You know, mm-hmm. is your well, do you have a well that comes off the power? Maybe you get right. municipal water, but, and you're thinking, oh, that'll always be there. But what if the pump station that pumps it up to your development goes out? Are you right. going to maybe have and a problem?
2: Most of those things have generators that'll last about three days.
1: Okay. So three days.
2: If, it lasts, yeah, if it's longer than that, you might be in trouble. And that um, that's
1: a real thing.
2: Yeah. If you have a power saw and a screw gun and uh, boxes and boxes of screws, you're not going to be able to do shit with it as soon as it runs out of power. Do you have a hammer and nails? Because that'll take its place real easy and that's real cheap.
1: I will say I have about 20 freaking charged up Milwaukee batteries (laughs) and that's not because I'm a crazy prepper. It's because I basically was burning through a drill a year, maybe two Uh and everyone comes with two batteries. Yeah. Uh So I just kept freaking, you know, you buy a new one and it gets batteries and really when the battery goes to shit, you just buy another drill because the batteries are as much as the drill is, you know, it's like You can buy one battery for a hundred bucks right, or a hundred and nine bucks. You can get the drill and two batteries. Exactly. No, exactly. So, I mean, that's something to think about. Now think about this. This is like, I, I think a, the next fail would be people don't plan for the unexpected. Um mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you kind of need a cushion of money, vacation time, things like that for when shit goes bad. Now, Kevin had just mentioned that the schools, all the schools in his county are shut down indefinitely until they decide the world is a safe place again. Now, I don't know how long that is. That may be three weeks. I mean, I think on the conservative side, that's three weeks. I I don't really know know, Mm -hmm. where that is. I think three weeks is a realistic number that we see a lot of these schools closed. Um, And I think a lot of people are
2: counting on rolling this into spring break and then going through spring break and seeing what things look like at the end of that.
1: But imagine if you're the parent with a young child and now all of a sudden you have to stay home from work because your kid is home and you can't be out making money. Is that going to cripple you or how do you scramble and is everybody scrambling? for their neighbor Uh, to watch their kids or whatever, you know, is everybody desperate? And then what about this? What if you're the parent, you love your kid. And do you want to send your kid to daycare with 20 other kids when there's uh a deadly virus going around? Now, again, I'm not super paranoid and and deadly virus. That's not really my concern, but I still don't want to expose my babies to, you know, to be in an, in an environment right. where they're going to get sick and, and messed up, you know?
2: Yeah. now A lot of people are talking about this uh, virus like it's, um, you know, not a big deal. It's the flu, whatever. Right. But if your kids have asthma,
1: if, it is your grandparents,
2: if your grandparents are living in the house, you catching the disease might not be a big deal. But you bringing it home and spreading it to, you know, people that have, you know, that have health concerns, that might right. be an issue, you know? Yeah, you're not gonna die, but maybe you're gonna, you know, maybe your mom's gonna die because she's, you know, living in the living in the uh, upstairs bedroom or downstairs bedroom, and uh, you're gonna bring it home to her. So yeah, things to keep in mind.
1: No, exactly that. That's definitely right. You know, who are you gonna affect, and and it really matters. Um, so just start to plan, start to think. You know, and that's the the planning for the unexpected. You know, having the little cushion, the redundance. What if the world changes? What if I can't stay here? What if I can't stay in my house? Do you have a backup Mm -hmm. plan? You know, if your house burns down or whatever. No, I don't expect you to have a backup house. I'm just saying, think about contingencies a little bit. Think about, you know, things you can do. Yeah, it'd be great if we all had a second house, you know, to go to or whatever. But realistically... You need to have some kind of contingency plan in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what happens when they shut down Florida for a hurricane for a week or whatever, and you got to evacuate your community for a week? Well, that's kind of a big deal. Um, do is. you have a plan? Do you have somewhere you can go? These are things to think about. And maybe networking with people a little bit could maybe be an option, you know? You're probably like, well, I don't want to let you know people into my house or whatever, but you know, think of a plan. Start to, you know, network and communicate. Think outside, you know, how you can get together with other people and how you can really bring the world together. But those are, you know, the big concerns I have. I mean, I just we get so caught up and we get very singular minded or singular focused with our preps. And we have one area and then all of a sudden, you know, something else catches us by surprise. And the honest answer is there's always going to be something that catches us by surprise. You know, right now it's toilet paper, but there's always something, you know, I I brought up several times about, you know, not having a coffee grinder or whatever. Now, obviously you can Mm -hmm. chop coffee beans up with a knife or whatever, but you don't think about what you do day to day. And I know you've mentioned a bunch of times and it's worth repeating that. Maybe shut off the power in your house for two days. See where your shortcomings are. See where things fall apart. See what's going to blow up on you. You know? Yeah. And, and,
2: yeah, these little things that happen, you know, this, this, what's going on right now, these little um, trials, whatever. Trials, tests, you know, these are great for you. This is the chance where you look and, you know, you look around and say, oh, shit, I don't have anything in this house that I want to eat. I have, yes. I have an entire shelf full of canned corn. That's not, you know, that's going to make an unpleasant couple of weeks if if uh, if that's what you're stuck with.
1: Secretly honestly, you like cream corn.
2: If you don't want to go, if you don't, I mean, right now, the, the grocery store is not going to run out of food. They're going to keep having deliveries. If you can't get something to eat, you can go next week or the week after. But the fact of the matter is, do you want to go out? Do you want to have to go to the grocery store? You don't. Nobody That's wants it. to go to the, I don't want to go to the grocery store when everything's going fine. You Let know?
1: alone when people are angry or whatever, you know, or right. people are diseased and, and spreading the sickness. Like Kevin said, what <laughs> happens if your parents live with you and your dad's 85 or something? And do you want to go to the grocery store and deal with people and people's snotting all over their, you know, stuff or whatever? You don't uh, need that. all life. over the, the, yeah. the cornflakes and shit. You guys may remember our uh, good buddy uh, British Phil, who uh, I don't know the Harry Potter, the the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, right? I'm sure that's the uh, comparison he would he would love to hear. He loves
2: that. He loves to hear that one.
1: So he uh, pointed out to me that uh, in uh, some kind of English Journal of Medicine, there was a big article about people who are vitamin D deficient. Now I'm sure I'm going to phrase this wrong. Basically people who have good vitamin D levels are 70% less likely to get a respiratory infection or a viral infection. And what the article said was like, you know how people always think of getting the flu in the winter and you never Mm -hmm. get the flu in the summer. You know, you've ever noticed that there's no, right. you know, there's no big rampant sickness with in the summer, but you always have it in the winter. Well, the thing is that when you're out inside the, su- out in the sun, you end up absorbing vitamin D through your skin. That's how it all works. And in the winter, people aren't out in the sun and you end up having do, that vitamin up, D. You know, Exactly. So what happens is then that's when the sickness is able to spread a lot more because your body is weakened. So he wanted me to point out that you guys may want to uh, take some kind of vitamin D supplement if you're not the outdoor guy and not getting out there enough because of the weather where you live or whatever. But maybe a little eating that one a day vitamin might be a little plus to keep you uh, on the fresh and ready side of things. So I just thought I'd pass that along. Um, Basically, that's about what I got. All I can say is go out and buy some freaking toilet paper. And yes, I've mentioned it 30 times. That's where you need to be doing the shots this episode. But um, Mm -hmm. I'm also pointing out that I've only been right once. So I'm going to ride this baby all the way to the top. (laughs) This is my moment. This is my prediction that finally came through. So, you know. All right. Um, also, I
2: want to let you guys know we've been getting a couple of emails. Uh, our email is preppingbadass at gmail.com. Uh, get a hold of us and let us know your thoughts. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be fielding emails all weekend and all week. Um, Chuck and I are going to dig into it a little bit. We, I just got an email this morning about uh, maybe doing a podcast about John Paul Jones. As, a, as an American badass. So we'll look into that and see if we can come up with something. Um, check us out on Patreon. And uh,
1: Chuck, you got anything else? I think that's about it. Leave a review on iTunes. Send us the love. And uh, with that, stay safe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio
2: Network. <laughs> Oh <laughs>